My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. My name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. Ahead of their star-studded Bollywood extravaganza, also known as a wedding, Katrina Kaif and Vicky Koshal are said to be doing exactly what all engaged couples do, panic. No, of course not. They're not panicking. They're not panicking. They're dropping in at their designers' flagship stores for last-minute tweaks to their outfits. Yes, understandable. They reportedly visited the eighth-floor luxury flat, which is being spruced up right now for Mr. and Mrs. Koshal to move into after the wedding, of course. And fans are delving into all sorts of details for a comprehensive introduction to the bride, in case there are things that you do or do not know, may or may not know about Katrina Kaif. You know, things like Katrina Kaif was born in Hong Kong to an English mother, a Kashmiri father, and she has five sisters. And her name, when she was born, her family name was Turcot. T-U-R-Q-U-O-T-T-E. She was Katrina Turcot. However, Aisha Shroff, who was the producer of her first film, Boom, she suggested that Katrina change it to something simpler for the Indian audience to pronounce, and hence she became Katrina Kef. Karina Kapoor, another KK like herself, is the Bollywood queen Katrina thinks is a tough act to match. She really admires Karina. Coldplay, Muse, Radiohead are her favorite bands. She loves music. She loves to dance. She likes playing chess. Did you know that? She is afraid of darkness and heights. What? After all the action she did in Tiger Zindai, she's afraid of heights? I can't believe it. And this is my most astonishing discovery about Katrina. Her favorite cuisine. I mean, for someone who's traveled the world and who's lived in all corners of the world, not just traveled the world for pleasure. Her favorite cuisine, apparently, English food. I mean, what is that even a thing? Fish and chips on a dull, dreary afternoon with a pint, maybe. But wouldn't you much rather have... I don't know, prawn curry in a velvety coconut gravy with white, aromatic, fluffy basmati rice. Maybe it's just me. I need to have a word with Katrina. Who's catering their wedding? Satyameva Jayate 2 is inching closer to release day, which is 25th November. And we are being given a lot of inside info on what to expect from this Milap Zavedi political stroke patriotic thriller. Shouldered by John Abraham, hum ye jante hain. Supported by Divya Khosla Kumar, hum ye bhi jante hain. 
In a recent interview, Divya Khosla admitted that she was advised to watch a lot of films where the central character was a politician. Why? Because Divya plays a politician in Satya Meva Jayate too. She says it was tough because preparation for the role involved putting on weight, getting under the skin of the character, understanding her mindset to play her with a certain aura. She says Milab Zavedi told me that I was playing a strong, empowered woman of this generation who has figured out a way to get that work-life balance. Perfect to care, life mein kuch nahi hota. There are constant challenges that creep up in our personal as well as our professional lives. But playing a heroine who is ambitious, who is committed to her job and unapologetic about her choices, that was so liberating. Divya Khosla kehti hai, I ended up watching and re-watching iconic films where the heroine was a politician. I tell you what, Vaise to is film ke gaane bajane ke liye mujhe kisi bahane ki zarurat nahi hai. But when you think of an iconic Hindi film where the heroine was a politician, I tell you what, only one film comes to mind. Like many upcoming films hoping to wow fans in the north and the south of India, Prabhas's period drama Radhe Shyam is one of them, SS Rajamouli's film RRR is another one. All these films have a sprinkling of stars from Bollywood and from South India. Isi tarah, another mammoth production spearheaded by South Indian Supremo Puri Jagannath, collectively bankrolled by a whole lot of people including Karan Johar and Dharma. Now these big guns are pulling out all the stops for an action-packed pan-Asian sports drama titled Liger which is meant to be a combination of lion and tiger. I absolutely hate the name, but well, there you go. South Indian heartthrob Vijay Devrikonda plays the main man. Ananya Pandey is the love interest. And a whole battalion of international experts in action and choreography and boxing form the core team of Liger. Or Kusunapni, making his Bollywood debut alongside Vijay Devrikonda, possibly as his nemesis, is world boxing legend, a man whose fortunes have risen and fallen in equal measure. It is indeed Mike Tyson. Now, here's a story on Karthik Aryan that made me chuckle. You know, Karthik Aryan has been in the news lately, not for his appearance on Big Boss with Big Bhaijan Salman Khan to promote his upcoming film Dhamaka. Now, we know that Dhamaka casts him as a news anchor, chasing breaking news and sensational headlines and all the rest of it until something unexpected happens and changes the course of Karthik Aryan's life. Dhamaka will be out on Netflix very soon and we know all there is to know about the film. Okay, that is not why fans were gushing over Karthik Aryan recently. Do you know why fans were gushing over Karthik Aryan recently? After shooting with Salman Khan on Big Boss, it got very late. Karthik Aryan was seen at his favorite roadside Chinese dhaba in Bandra, where he ordered his favorite dishes and then he proceeded to put his plate of food on the bonnet of his shining black Lamborghini and carried on eating as though nothing had happened. While fans said, Hi, so down to earth, na? Chalata to hai Lamborghini. Khata hai ka khana. Chinese, I love it. It is actually quite adorable. And Gatikarin himself later when he was quizzed, you know, he said that, you know, I'd gone out to eat. I am a foodie. I eat street food whenever it gets late. There are some places I regularly eat from and I've been visiting this place for years now. It just so happened by chance there were photographers around who came along that night and they took this photograph and people have been, ever since they've been saying, Yaar, Lamborghini ke bonnet pe kabhi koi dhabe ka khana rakhta hai. Main to rakhta hu. Kar lo kya kar lo. Farhan Akhtar and Ritesh Sidhwani's excellent entertainment really knows how to make a gripping drama. And their fictional expose, fictional bolna bohut zaruri hai, fictional expose from the world of cricket in Amazon Prime's Inside Edge, 
This was a big hit with fans only because it had storylines that almost mirrored what allegedly, supposedly, reportedly happens behind closed doors at high-profile cricket tournaments. Now, fans, get ready because Inside Edge 3 streams on Prime from the 3rd of December, I believe. Created by Karan Anshuman, directed by Kanishk Verma, Inside Edge 3 promises all the excitement you expect. The stage is bigger, the stakes are higher and the game is more personal than ever before. Now, the dark underbelly of cricket where power meets greed is in the spotlight yet again. Aparna Purohit, who is the boss lady, she is the head of India Originals on Amazon Prime. She says the first one is always special. The International Emmys nominated series Inside Edge was the first Indian Amazon original that received immense appreciation accolades and helped set a high bar for storytelling. Our association with Excel Media and Entertainment has continually helped in bringing forth some compelling narratives spanning multiple genres. This season, the fans are in for a treat as the plot intensifies and that will keep them on the edge of their seats. Replete with multiple twists and turns, the new season of Inside Edge has in store a lot more drama and mystery and that will unravel through a riveting story. And it would impress fans and audiences alike in India and abroad. She doesn't say it, but that's what she's implying. Chaliyaji, get ready for another bout of cricket. This time on Prime, Inside Edge 3. Now there's an update on the Aryan Khan story. While Shah Rukh Khan and his family continue to remain tight-lipped about the incident, continue to stay away from the prying eyes of the press, Aryan Khan is still on conditional bail, by the way, which means he needs to make an appearance in court every Friday. Now, it is rumoured that Shah Rukh Khan is looking to return to his film commitments before the end of the month and that he has requested, humbly requested both Aditya Chopra and Mr. Attlee to give him a few breaks in between schedules to be able to visit home and check up on his family who need him now more than ever. Ye to samajh mein aata hai, right? Now, Shah Rukh Khan hiring a bodyguard for Aryan, this was also a hot topic of conversation some weeks ago, right? And Bollywood insiders are now speculating that Shah Rukh Khan's own trusted bodyguard of so many years, Ravi Singh, he could now be asked to shadow and protect Aryan while Daddy Shah Rukh takes on a new trusted team. Of course, none of this is officially confirmed. Please do bear in mind. फेस्ट so many hurdles that the excitement around this trilogy will have to be restarted rebooted all over again when it's finally ready for release right will brahmastra release before alia and ranbir get married and have kids or after matlab ye sawal puchna galat nahi hoga right valid sawal amitabh bachchan hasn't committed to anything yet so brahmastra will be his next release as well now we saw mr bachchan in anand pandit's thriller chehre and anand pandit was 
over the moon to have a legend like Amitabh Bachchan star in his 51st film. In a recent interview, he said, he is the man I have grown up idolizing and the actor who, to me, defines the meaning of cinema. So to have him star in Chehre was like coming full circle and a great big tick against the biggest box on my wish list. Now, Amitabh Bachchan seemed very impressed with the cast and crew and the entire setup of Chehre. Now, if you haven't seen it, allow me to enlighten you. This is a thriller which is primarily set in a huge house in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by hills, completely cut off from its surroundings due to heavy snowfall. That is where Imran Hashmi's car breakdown breaks down and he makes the mistake of seeking refuge in that strange house. That is the premise. Amitabh Bachchan said that Anand Bhai is a fantastic producer and working in this film was a pleasure. What moved me immensely is how thoughtful he is and how well he takes care of every member of his team. He says, I was so petrified at the prospect of working in the sub-zero temperatures of snow-clad Slovakia. It takes a lot of prep to care uh, about all your cast and crew and to shoot in a place where the temperatures can go down to even minus 17 degrees. Lekin Anand Pandit ensured that nobody faced any discomfort. You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9am to 12 noon. Hello, this is Sonia Dutta from Drive Time on Sunrise. I'm on the radio Monday to Friday from 4pm till 7. Welcome to this week's episode in my Mental Health and Awareness series. This week's episodes are all about life lessons. Last week I spoke about how it's important to stop giving too many chances to the wrong people. If you missed that episode, feel free to check it out when you're done with this one. These life lessons don't have to be heard in any particular order. In this week's episode, I want to talk about the importance of seeing ourselves through other people's eyes. Before I begin though, a quick reminder that apart from my work in media, I'm an energy alignment coach, but not a health specialist as such. So please speak to your GP about any health problems you may be concerned about. Our egos and our eyes can both be quite deceiving to us and to others around us. We spend so much time doing things and being in ways that we think might please other people or to show the rest of the world a better side to us. But one thing we do very little, if at all, is see ourselves through the eyes of others, how other people see us. I think we should do this more often. Why? Because every single one of us, unless we've trained ourselves differently, sees more plus points in other people and then uses those plus points to deduct points from ourselves. And as a result, land up disheartened, demotivated or worse, depressed. So chances are that if you're doing this, feeling less than because of some other people around you, what you probably don't realize is that the same people who you just put on this high pedestal are most likely feeling exactly the same way because of you, insecure because they see something that you have which they don't. And the panic sets in because now they feel not good enough and don't know how to go about getting what you have. Getting to grips with this side of human psychology has taught me one very important lesson, that it's okay not to have everything. It's also helped me to handle such situations much better. Of course, there will still be times when I notice things about others that I wish I could have, but it won't affect me in the same way that it might affect, say, an untrained mind. Let's take this imaginary example. I'm speaking with one of my coaching clients on a Zoom call. I didn't get a very good night's sleep the night before, so I got up later than planned, and all I saw staring back at me in the mirror that morning was a tired and dull complexion with really tired eyes. 
but I had to rush, so I took five minutes to put on a bit of makeup, make myself presentable, and logged on to the video call. I wasn't late, but I don't like rushing for appointments, so I was just a bit annoyed with myself. My client was logged on. She'd been going through a really tough time recently, hardly sleeping and eager to talk and get some guidance. As soon as we connected, the first thing that she said after good morning was, Oh, you look lovely. I brushed it off as her just being polite, but she told me she was being honest and didn't know how I could look that fresh so early in the morning. She went on adding how she wished she could be like this and that and this and that. And all the time that she was complimenting me, all I was thinking was, look at her. She has no makeup on. She's going through such an awful time right now. How amazing is it that she has such beautiful features and naturally long, thick eyelashes and perfectly shaped full eyebrows that never need touching up? What I would do to have that? You see, due to her emotional state at that time and some insecurities caused by certain experiences, what she was seeing as good bits in me were even more exaggerated in her eyes and she was deducting points from herself because of that. Yet, there I was, the supposedly more confident and secure one, admiring her amazing natural beauty, which she clearly couldn't see at that point in time. I was seeing in her all the things that I don't have. The difference is that she was evidently taking all of this quite personally, whereas I was, although a little envious no doubt, but using the situation as an opportunity to feel good for her, to send more positive energy to her so that she could heal faster from whatever it was that she was going through. And that made me feel happy. Of course it made me feel good that she paid me those compliments. It made me feel like, oh well, maybe I didn't need to spend too much time getting ready after all. But she was overlooking her own plus points. And because she couldn't see her own, she was focusing too much on mine. So the moral of that little story is, be okay with not having everything, because there is so much more that you do have, which others are noticing about you more often than you're noticing about yourself. Give yourself permission to highlight what you're proud of in yourself. And at the same time, be happy for others who have something that you may not have. It's okay for them to have it and not you, because there are things that you have that they don't. No matter how much we want something, just because we want it doesn't mean it's justified or it's right for us or even that we should. Whatever's right for us at any particular time will come to us, as long as we allow it to. And how do we allow it? By letting go, relaxing and allowing it in. Then everything that's good for you at that time will flow to you naturally. Try it and if you do it right, you definitely won't be disappointed. So yes, it's important to start seeing ourselves more often through the eyes of other people, especially when they're telling us positive things. When people say negative things, I do think it's important to listen, but also know what you want to do with their words. If it's useful advice from a reliable source, then don't let it get you down, just work on it. But if it's just someone being downright nasty, then remember that there's a little imaginary door in between both of your ears. Open it and let the words fly right back out. In one ear and out the other. No need to hang on to them or let them affect you in any way at all. These kind of people tell us more about themselves through what they say than what they say about us. There's been plenty of much-needed awareness recently around the insecurities caused when we compare ourselves to other people, especially on social media. But how much notice do we actually take when experts or anyone else tells us that we shouldn't do this? Well, here's one way that I explain this concept of comparisons in my coaching sessions. It's needless to say that having the ability to see is a huge blessing and definitely one that many of us take for granted. But what many of us aren't taught or seek to learn is that what we see isn't always what it seems. 
This is where we're looking, but not necessarily seeing. We have more belief in what other people show us than we do in our own capabilities. People be, do and say things for all sorts of reasons. Sometimes they're living in character. They're pretending to be someone else or live in a fake lifestyle because it makes them feel happier. Some people do it because they're practicing the fake it till you make it aphorism, which states that the more confidently you can enact the way you wish to be in the future, the sooner you can experience being that way in real life. And yes, it does work if you do it right for long enough. And let's face it, when you're on a serious mission to increase the quality of your life, the last thing you're probably going to worry about is how your actions may be causing insecurity in other people. Everyone is on their own mission, and that's probably what you're doing too. But do you know what one of the biggest challenges is that hundreds of thousands of people face every day? Spending too much time looking at other people who appear to be happier or have more than they do. Ask yourself honestly, do you spend more time comparing yourself with other people who seem to have more than you? Do you do this more than comparing yourself with people who have less than you? Some people think that if they spend more time focusing on those who have less, it will attract a lesser kind of lifestyle for them, that they could potentially destroy what little they have, which couldn't be further from the truth, if you do it right. Because when you compare your life to someone who has less, it automatically makes you realize that actually you have more. Suddenly you don't feel like a victim of life. You become more charitable and more importantly, more grateful. And that feeling of contentment and having more is what will help attract even more of what you're grateful for into your life. Sounds complicated, but it's really not once you've mastered the formula. Whenever you encounter different people, it's really important to consider that every single person really is on their own individual, unique journey. Even a little five-year-old kid will have a history of their own, a story to tell if they could of how they were brought up or treated in the last five years. That has shaped them into who they are today. So imagine what sort of experiences a 25-year-old or 35-year-old or 55-year-old or anyone older will have accumulated. It's best to not judge other people by how they behave today. It doesn't mean we excuse bad behavior, but people respond and react to life experiences differently. Some people even hate on life for being cruel to them, not realizing that life wasn't cruel to them, life was just happening. And how things turned out had more to do with them as an individual, their thoughts, their intentions and their actions. That's what made life happen the way that it did. You see, we mold life most of the time, intentionally or not. But it's not often that people want to take responsibility for how life has turned out for them. Remember I spoke about this in a previous life lesson. Once we start taking responsibility, accepting situations and outcomes, and letting go of the reins so that instead of fretting about what to do next, we let the higher power take over. That is when the magic starts to happen. How long do you have to wait for the magic to show up? Sometimes, not even five minutes. And yes, I'm speaking from years of experience as an individual on her own journey and an energy alignment coach who has seen client after client turn their life around for the better. I hope you found this episode helpful or interesting and I look forward to your company on the next one. In the meantime, I'll catch you on Drive Time Monday to Friday from 4pm. And remember, every now and again, take a look at yourself through the eyes of other people. You may be pleasantly surprised at what you discover. The lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta, Monday to Friday, between 4pm and 7pm, to keep you smiling.
It is time for the couples challenge. Let's see if we can do this with all the kids and noise in the background. So listen, might want to turn your volume down just a little bit. It's fine. It's time for the couples game. How well do you know your partner? Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Are you okay? Good. Don't worry, you don't have to be nervous. It's very simple. And I listen, I know you got the kids there. Um, so let me just introduce you guys. Uh, this is Mira and Anish, they're friends of mine. Actually, was at their house earlier having a lovely, delicious lunch. By the way, thank you guys for the delicious lunch. So I won't You're ask you the, the usual questions, but just one one quick question for you guys. How long have you both been married? How long have you been together? Oh, God. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember this. This is sleep deprivation. This is what it does to you. Yes. Um, we met in 2012, and we started going out, oh, my God, was it like a year later, I think? Uh, and when did we get married? And we got married in 2015. 2015. So six years you've both been married, but you've been together. Yeah, exactly. uh, been together eight years, right? Okay, cool. Perfect. So right. how this works, very simple. I'm going to ask one of you five questions while the other one has left the room. And then we call that partner back and they have to try and guess their partner's answers. Does that make sense? All right. Deal, deal. So who, right. who's going to guess and you, who's going to go? Exactly. That's up to you guys. Who would like to be brave and leave right. the room? Anish is brave and leaving. I'm I'm staying. All right, you're staying. Okay, cool. So we're going to make it very, very quick. And we're going to ask yes. you, like I said, I'm going to ask you five questions. And okay. um, those five questions basically can be very simple. Just be as honest as you can. And then let's see if Anish can get the answers right as well. Okay, so first question to you is... Um, uh, Mira, what is your favourite choice of like naughty snack? You know when you just have one of those moments and you've got to have a binge on something. What is it normally? Is it chocolate? Is dark it nasty? Dark, dark chocolate any day, any dark, day of the week. Really? Dark chocolate? Why dark chocolate? Because yeah. dark chocolate is good for you as well. Oh, dark chocolate just tastes so much better. I mean, milk chocolate just gives me the sickly feeling, but dark oh. is just it's good. Nice. Something about it. Love it. Okay, now here's another really good question that people love. Uh, what is a bad habit that you have that your partner hates? <laughs> oh, I don't have any bad habits. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, a bad habit. Oh, uh, I think I'm a little bit OCD about cleaning. That's probably one of my bad habits. Okay, is that, like, is that really a yeah. bad, bad habit though? I don't know. It's just like I like stuff to be in its place, but I don't think he's going to guess this. Or maybe he probably will. He'll be like, Mira's OCD about cleaning. Let, Could be that. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. All right. Cool. Fair enough. So that's two already. There you go. Not too bad. Question number three. Uh, say one thing that is on your bucket list that you really want to do, like, you know, whether it's sky. I know you've done a lot of traveling already and you've done loads of different things, but uh-huh. what's one thing that's on your bucket list? Oh, I would love to go to... This is hard, actually. I'd love to live in um, in a country where I've never lived before, somewhere random, um, maybe like Brazil or something. Like I lived, I lived in Italy for a while. I lived in France, but I've never lived anywhere outside of Europe. So I'd love to do that. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. No worries. We'll, we'll, that's going to be a tough one for him to get, but we'll see how he gets on. Yeah. All right. Question yeah. number four: What is the best holiday that you and Anish have both been on together? Would you say? Oh, I would say Bali when we went on our honeymoon. That oh, was incredible. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Bali, really, can you? Yeah. Was it orange was there? <laughs> no, it was uh, orange Bali. It was... Get it? No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I, I did get it. I was like, I told you, sleep deprivation. I can't get the joke. <laughs> anyway. Cool. All right. No worries. Last but not least, uh, what is a favorite movie that you have that you've seen loads of times and you could still continue to watch it loads of times? 
Oh my god, Finding Nemo. It's a winner. Uh, oh, it's yeah. a winner. Um, I love that film. I agree. Brilliant film. I love it. One of my fa- all time favorite Disney's, and I absolutely love it. Right, perfect. There you go. That was now home. We've done this very quickly. This is the quickest one we've we ever have. done. I'm it. Those kids, by the way, are a bit calm now. Devika is not screaming. So if you want to carry on, um, and if there's more questions, I'm happy to answer. No, that's it. You, literally, you've done 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 well. Oh. So we can uh, we can continue. So now what you do is call Anish back in, and he can then Amazing. yeah do the answering. So let's see how he gets on with this, right? So while he's coming all in right. to all the other couples out there, this is how it works. If you want to take part in the feature, just drop me a WhatsApp. All right. So let me know when he's back. And he is back now. All righty, time to get Anish on the phone. Anish, how are you doing? I'm okay, Amit. How are you? I'm really good, brother. It's so good seeing you earlier, by the way. Thank you. I'm good having you over. Oh, it was very good. I loved your dad jokes today, by the way, as well. You had me in stitches, which is great. You are, you have officially completed the transformation into dad when you have a collection of dad jokes for every given moment. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, okay. Uh, I asked Mira five questions about her. I'm going to ask you those same five questions and you've got to try and guess what she answered about herself. Okay. So question one, I asked Mira to mention um, her favorite kind of like choice of naughty food or snack or go to, you know, when she just feels like a random binge, what would she normally go for? So I think she would go for a chocolate. Um, yeah, I'd say probably chocolate is what she'd go for. Any particular type or just generally chocolate? She loves dark chocolate. 90% cocoa. Oh, no. Wow, that is very dark chocolate. Wow. I know. I that's, know. That's the darker impre- the better. That's impressive, I have to say. Is that what she said to you when she met you? The darker the better. You're a dark, <laughs> handsome, tall man. Now, anyway, question number two. Uh, a bad habit your partner has that she... I said to her, what is a bad habit that you have? that your partner hates so what's the bad habit that she has that you you kind of or get annoyed with not hate but get annoyed with and what do you think she said I think probably incessant watching of recipes watching of recipes yeah she's obsessed with learning how to make new food nice I like that that's good that's a good one I think yeah okay cool no worries right we're going to question three I'm going to reveal the answers at the end by the way Uh, so question number three I asked her to name one thing that was on her bucket list what do you think she said ooh on her bucket list I'm going to say probably going to China or Japan or or um, a Far East country okay alrighty no worries I'll make a note of that question number four I asked her to name the best holiday that she you have both been on together from her opinion what do you think she says she said I think it's probably Bali I think um, yeah Bali where we went on honeymoon would you say that as well by the way would you have mentioned that if I asked you the same question yeah definitely Lovely jubbly And last but not least We've done this really quickly today Which is brilliant um, A favourite movie That she has seen Lots of lots of times And that she could continue To watch again and again What do you think she said? I'd say Eat, Pray, Love She loves um, the, uh, the countries Where the, the film is set In India um, Bali um, I forget the third country But I think Eat, Pray, Love um, Is probably her favourite Alright Alright cool Can you believe it, Anish? That's the five questions done already. Wow. I know. That went quick, didn't it? It went very, very quick. We did it really fast today. Normally it takes double the time. But okay. So listen, I'm going to do my complex calculations. This takes me a little while because my brain is pretty slow. But while I tot up the scores, I just want to ask you, how well do you think you did? What do you reckon you got out of five? 
I'd say I got three out of five. Okay. I'm so not sure about the second one and the fourth one. All right. Okay, cool. No worries. Let me just um, build up the suspense a little bit and tell you that you got, you scored... Um, Two out of five. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It is quite difficult sometimes, especially if you've got an eclectic partner who likes a whole host of things. So I'll just quickly tell you what the answers were, right? So question one, you mentioned uh, dark chocolate spot on. That's exactly what she said. Question two, she said she's a bit of OCD in cleaning. Would you say that's a true thing? Absolutely, yeah. Before you guys came over, she was cleaning everything. So absolutely, OCD about cleaning. (laughs) And then question three, interestingly, she actually mentioned not Brazil or sorry, not China or Japan. She said, I want to live in a country outside Europe. And she mentioned Brazil. That was one of the things. Brazil? Yeah. Interesting. I know. I I didn't know that. I didn't didn't expect that that as well. I didn't expect that at all. Question number four, uh, best holiday, she mentioned Bali. So that's the second one that you got right, which is uh, which okay. was spot on. And then the last one, uh, one she's seen loads of times a movie and she said, uh, you said Eat, Pray, Love. She said Finding Nemo. Fine. Oh, okay. Actually, I did know that one. Uh, because obviously now that we've got the children, she watches that on repeat you know, at least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's not bad. But you know what we'll do, Anish? I think we'll get you back at some point in the future. And we'll reverse roles and see how well yeah. Mira does and how well she knows yeah. you. You guys up for that? Yeah, absolutely. One and, day we'll do that. And I have to ask you both a question. You were a little bit nervous and kind of like, you know, like a bit shy earlier. How was that? How was that for you, though? Wasn't that easy? For me, it was super easy and lots of fun. <laughs> see, there you go. For anyone out there who feels a bit nervous about doing the uh, couples challenge, see, even Anish, who was feeling nervous and a bit shy, got on and just did it. Listen, Mira, Anish, I just want to say thank, thank you to you guys because you are awesome. And considering you've got not only your little boy there, but also your newborn there as well, who's only three months old. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. You guys are absolute rock stars. You're welcome, Amit. I was only there for half of it, but thank you. It was great to see you, and you've got to come and meet us again soon. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night, night, everyone. Take care. care. Bye. Well done, you guys. Well done. Thanks, Amit. Bye. There you go. That is the couples challenge, and that is how it is done. And if you ever want to have a go, just drop me a WhatsApp, and we will do it. Catch our love guru, Amit Soda, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. every Sunday for that chill-out zone.